Welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. And welcome to the 70th episode of the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. We just got finished with our five-part More Energy at Work series in which we explored other areas that make us better people. It is not just about having a solid resume or even a great job. Your career, your lives are about the entire picture. How are you feeling when you show up at work? Is your lifestyle healthy? Are you living a fulfilling life? I've chosen to dive deep into fitness because people, if you can get your fitness routine down, you can apply the same exact principles to your career. You understand the importance of setting goals, getting a routine down that supports those goals, and the value of patience, strategy, and hard work. Fitness is a catalyst for transformation. There is no better person I could have brought in to embody transformation than my next guest. Shay Boland is a personal trainer, men's intuitive coach, speaker, and recovery advocate. He's been sober for seven years and currently trains out of Austin's famous heat boot camp and is certified through the National Academy of Sports Medicine. He is also in charge of ATX Sprint Squad, which has a great following, including people who hate to sprint. And a fun fact, he spoke at our last South by Southwest here in Austin, covering topics such as mental health. There is a lot to learn from Shay, and it is my hope that this episode can inspire you to become a better professional and change your life. So let's launch into it with our 70th episode of the Career Warrior Podcast. All right, Shay, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm so stoked to be here. Great to have you. I'm going to throw you off with a question I didn't tell you about. How do you take such great pictures on Instagram? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I love it. You're like a model. It's incredible. Well, it started with a little bit of trial and error and uh, just a tad bit of narcissism in the beginning when I started, you know, really trying to grow my social media and and also hiring people and and having good friends and networking with fun content creators. And um, I'd love to get creative. So it's been this uh, interesting sort of trial and error relationship with social media and photography. Yeah, that's awesome. You can really tell if you if you go onto his page, it's just he's such a photogenic guy and uh, just makes you excited and inspired to live your best life. So um, I was really excited to have you on here. And I just kind of want to hear a little bit opening up, um, just share a little bit about yourself, specifically talk about your relationship with fitness and how that's changed you. Sure. Yeah. Well, I'm 34 years old, born and raised in Montana, uh, moved to Austin about almost seven years ago. Uh, I came to Austin to get sober. I hit rock bottom out in Los Angeles with heroin addiction. Um, and that's a whole nother chapter, but basically that became the the, the starting point for me to to start over, to, to basically work my way out of the hole that I dug myself as a result of addiction. Fitness was an integral part of my journey and still continues to be. Um, I'll never forget October 26, 2012 was my first day sober at a, uh, a men's treatment program out in Westlake, Texas. And I was just, you know, basically in the fetal position on the floor, kind of rocking back and forth with, with the detox uh, that I was going through. And when I got out of that detox and, and I remember jumping in the pool in the backyard that we had and, and just feeling reborn, just like, let's do this. Is either I was going to go left or I was going to go right. And uh, right after I jumped in the pool and, and worked my way out of those, those terrible symptoms, we, we had a CrossFit workout plan that I was 
actually neglecting for the past few days because I was so sick, you know, but the, sure. and, um, you know, and then I just felt this sense of empowerment and then let's do this. And, and so it's just grown since that day. That's spectacular. Gosh, what a transformation. I, first of all, can imagine what it's like being just, you're, you're chemically dependent every, every part of your being on this substance and having to withdraw from that really, really tough thing to do. I mean, you talk about fitness being the catalyst, like that one thing that really changed the game for you. Very much so. Yeah. But it, it, it can't be the, the end all be all for sure. me. I, I think uh, there's been times in my fitness journey where I have put kind of all my eggs in one basket and, um, but then my mental health starts slipping a little bit and I found myself compulsively working out. Um, and so it's been this kind of ebb and flow of what feels right, what doesn't feel right. But right. in the beginning it was, um, the, the best word to describe it was empowering. And, and also, you know, being in the environment that I was with 12 other guys who had, uh, you know, hit rock bottom as well and, and just really wanting to to live their best lives and to tap into, you know, a healthy sense of masculinity. So it was a sense of brotherhood that I felt at that gym. And, and just watching the guys push themselves made me want to push myself. And um, so in the beginning, it started out as, a, you know, almost like, you know, I really want to join them. I want to be part of the crew, be one of the guys. And and so I had a hard time holding myself accountable for workouts, especially when I got out of treatment. Um, but over time, I, I got you know a, a stronger sense of accountability where I was able to hold myself accountable. I didn't need a group instructor. I didn't need a personal trainer. I didn't need the guys around to to hold myself accountable. And and that's part of the message that I convey to my clients to this day. That's awesome. And I actually was going to ask you about that next. Um, I'm very curious about people's motivations as they help other people. And um, it always inspires me, but how'd you get into personal training? Mm, great question. I got into personal training about two and a half years ago, so I'm relatively new to the industry, but I've, I've like to think I've made a, a significant amount of growth in a short amount of time just because I've been so fueled by passion in, in helping people. So basically, it, it was some discontentment with my career at the time. Uh, I was a restaurant manager. Uh, I've worked in restaurants for most of my life. And, and when I got sober, I, you know, I, I worked my way up from you know, food runner to server to bartender to manager. And you know, after I was climbing that ladder and, and you know, the, I, I, I looked into the future and what other opportunities lay there for me, and I, I didn't like what I saw. You know, I didn't want to work behind a desk. I... I didn't want to make more money and do something that was unfulfilling. And so I did some soul searching and uh, came up with personal training. And not that personal training was my dream job necessarily, but that it was the most realistic uh, exit plan for me to to make a good living, to challenge myself and to be a little bit more fulfilled and to have the nature of my work be on more of this altruistic service plane rather than just, you know, more of an unfulfilling sort of endeavor. Yeah. It's so funny. Like your life and mine parallels itself in many ways. I, I came from restaurants. I was in New York City and um, I felt like it I was good at it and I was very comfortable with where I was at, but it's it's not where I felt my gifts were. For me, I felt sort of like the same switch. There was something uh, specifically with entre entrepreneurship that made me want to pursue Let's Eat Grandma. So one of the best decisions I ever made mm, in my life. Love that. So, yeah. Awesome. Shay, this is great so far. I want to launch into the heart of the podcast here. Um, you talk about this concept of being grounded in the present, which I think is so great and such a really good concept that you use in your fitness. One of the things you mentioned on your bio online is this is not something that's talked about too often. The results people so desperately want are not happening in the future. They are happening in the present moment. So it's my job to help them to start falling in love with the journey. 
And that starts by shifting their mindset a bit more into the present moment. And I love that quote so much mm. because I felt like that really spoke to me. But let's talk about why this is such an important concept and how people can really stop obsessing over results. Right, right. Yeah. And, and you know, when we hear words like presence and, and mindfulness, it's just such a broad sort of conversation. But to keep things really specific in terms of fitness, um, I could go off on this spirituality tangent and all that, but I want right. to, you know, stay focused. And, and um, so basically I, I put myself into a very rigid program for a while of, of just seeking results in the most efficient way possible of, of doing things at a certain time, eating things at a certain time, uh, counting everything, um, you know, having to do a certain muscle group on a certain day. Um, and it started to feel a little too... Uh, compulsive to where I wasn't enjoying the process as much. And, and it almost started to feel a little bit obligational where what I really wanted to do, just as an example, is go ride my bike and listen to loud music. But that was contradictory to my goals at the time. And, uh, you know, I'm someone who, who can't do too much cardio or else I will lose the, the hard or the, the muscle mass that I worked so hard for. Um, Same. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a hard gainer. <laughs> hard so. gainer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so I had to, uh, you know, I, I, I felt some burnout and some discontentment with, so I, I shifted into more of this intuitive approach of getting out of the box and get, getting out of the rigidity of, of what I was used to and, and just doing whatever I felt like doing, but also still holding myself accountable to get a good workout in and, and all that. And um, so when I shifted things into more of an intuitive approach of, so when I walk into the gym, I'm asking myself, how do I feel? What's the energy level like? Um, also taking into consideration my goals, like am I lifting heavy today? Am I doing a little bit more cardio? Uh, what's sore? What's not sore? What would really challenge me today? All of that with listening to my body. Like that's the primary like driver for all it. this. So Love it, yeah listening to my body and and then to take it a step further that's the the requirement is presence like to be really present with myself so so for example um if i'm sitting let's 30 minutes deep into a workout and i am just not wanting to proceed um you know i'm wanting to quit or to to leave i'm starting to feel lazy I've got to take a moment and check in with myself. Is this laziness thoughts that are coming up right now? Or is this, am I listening to my body that I've had too much and I'm pushing it, I'm starting to feel nauseous? And so to have that internal discourse was very important for me um, to, to, to basically have uh, more freedom with my workouts and more, yeah. more, more fulfillment. It's, so. it's liberating. You're yeah. completely right. And uh, I, the, one of the reasons I ask this question, it's I am the epitome of obsessing about results and outcomes and numbers and metrics and things like that. So for me, my big goal of mine has been building muscle, you know, ever since I was like 14, got mm -hmm. called skinny kid in high school right. all the time. But it's just like how much, you know, how many pounds can I put on, you know, this month? Right. Um, I think it's such a good thing you call out, you know, talking about the process, talking about enjoying the gym, mm -hmm. talking about being in touch with your body. I mean, those are the things that end up keeping you in the gym and keep you committed. Yeah, so. very much so. And I want to add one last thing that I think is very pertinent to this topic is basically I worked so hard for when all this shift happened was, was I, I got the body of my dreams like that. I was uh, this is about two years ago when I just worked my ass off, did everything by the book and, and was yeah. lean and was big and just like, I loved it. But what was interesting was 
there was also part of me that was just super discontent. It wasn't good enough. I wanted more muscle. I wanted less fat. Almost where I wasn't nourishing that part of my mind that uh, was telling me it wasn't good enough. And and so when I shifted things into more enjoyment rather than goals, that's when I became less focused on aesthetics because the aesthetics didn't make me feel any happier necessarily. It felt very kind of ego driven. And we see this a lot in gyms that people are so driven by aesthetics and and a lot of my clients are in the best shape. It's so fun to work with them because they're in such good shape, but they are the ones that are most discontent with their bodies. It's so crazy. And yeah. so my job as a not only an intuitive coach and a personal trainer is to break that that dialogue and, and, and enjoy the process more uh, because once you achieve those results, if you're not having that positive self-talk, like then there's no point. Yeah. Guys, I just want you to pause right now, whatever you're doing, listen and repeat that because not only can you apply this in your fitness, but a lot of you I know are at this point in your careers where you may not be happy with where you're at right now. You may be finally achieving the salary, say you just hit six figures, say you just finally got that dream job, but you're just craving something different just because you're just so focused on that outcome. So the principles that Shay are talking about are just incredibly important is just being in touch with that present moment which, of course, is the buzz phrase of the last five, 10 years, but it is just so key. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, this is just part of this delusion in our society that I'll true. be happy if, I'll be happy when. And it's just, it's, it's delusional. And, and so my, my work, my inner work, whether it's with my therapist, my other brothers who I connect with, and we, we, we talk on a deeper level and holding each other accountable for this is like self-love starts now and and happiness starts now because we've got a lot to be grateful for. And I'm trying to continue shifting not only my mindset, but inspiring others to shift their mindset mindset from scarcity into abundance, that the abundance starts now because if you're breathing and you're here and you're able-bodied to whether it's pursue your dreams and to to uh, dreams in entrepreneurship or more career fulfillment, fulfillment, right? Or aesthetic changes in your body. It's a lot more pleasurable of a journey if you you start the self love and and fall in love with the journey now rather than wait till later. Cool, fantastic. I think it's so important to talk about the more substantive first. And guys, we'll get into the strategy and um, some things we can employ to start getting in the habit of fitness and working out. Just want to cover one more thing here. This is almost paradoxical in a way because we just talked about being happy, being present in the moment. But another concept you talked at South by Southwest was the idea of leaving your comfort zone and finding more fulfillment. Why is this such an important concept? Yeah, I love that question. Yeah, so just just a moment ago, we were talking about finding peace with the journey and self-love and all that. But there's also this other conversation about hustle and, and achieving great things and taking action and getting out of your comfort zone. And it's like a dance between the two, like how to let both coexist in your life that feels more like balance. And, and you know, we all know people in our lives that are um, in in one side or the other. In, in, in the Zen Buddhism community, they call it the ditch. And, and, and so if you're, you're not in the middle of the road, you're in one ditch versus the other. And, and so part of my work has, has been uh, finding that middle path, you know? And, and so to answer your question, I've just got so much experience with this whole comfort zone thing and I'm learning to um, just be able to label it, I guess, and, and really define it. Okay. Um, so this requires a pretty, you know, uh, cultivating a high level of self-awareness. Okay, what does sure. my comfort zone look like? And then also that, then that's, you start to go down a path of what are my limiting beliefs? What do I believe about myself and the world around me that seems to be keeping me stuck? Um, and when you can first have that 
uh, foundation of labeling those things, then we know how to move past them. So then you've got to get a clear idea, almost like a North Star, so to speak, on on how to to start striving for something greater than yourself. Um, and, and my life really started to take on new meaning when I gave myself permission to dream big. What do you think are the consequences of just staying in your comfort zone all the time? Like imagine just constantly being in your comfort zone and not making any sort of push or <laughs> well me personally <laughs> I, de- devil's advocate here, yeah but. yeah me personally it means going back to heroin probably and losing my mm. family and, mm. and potentially losing my life so i don't live my life out of fear anymore of, of going back to that but it's been proven to me that's a very real possibility because there was a time when i couldn't picture my life sober and i couldn't picture my life going back to drugs so it's a very scary place for me but to to speak to the masses I just think that every human has this inherent, infinite amount of potential and, and to, to, to overcome the barriers that are preventing you from accessing that. Um, it's, it's, it's sad. It makes me sad. It's, yeah. it's tragic. It's one of the, the most tragic things that I see is, is people not fulfilling their potential. And I know wasted that, potential. Exactly. And it's such a buzzword, you know, wasted potential right. and not fulfilling your potential. Right. But um, I just think that within each one of us, there is is a drive in us to succeed and to learn to love more, to love ourselves more and love the people around us more and to achieve great things. And um, and it's just when, when people, I can just really spot it, whether they're using, you know, too many substances to numb the stress of life or um, too intimidated to start a fitness routine. Um, it's, it's, it's playing small. And it's and, and I can't I just don't have the luxury to play small anymore. Yeah. I my life depends upon it. And then now I've shifted from like saving my own life into like almost it's my duty to not play small anymore because I need to be carrying the torch, so to speak, to lead others the way um, to to live their best lives. That's awesome, man. You got you got me getting so inspired over here. And you're you're speaking to a good group of people. It's like this is the Career Warrior podcast and. All people connect with me on LinkedIn and like these are great professionals who oftentimes are reaching outside their comfort zone. This is why I have you. You integrate spirituality. You integrate such really big things. It's not just about the workout. Yeah, so. very much. Yep. Cool. We're going to get practical here. One of the things that listeners do like about this podcast is we get pretty actionable in terms of our content. So let's talk about ways we can do this. Say I'm committed to my workout routine. I want to get back into it. Probably the biggest excuse that you'll hear from people who do not work out, even though they want to, is they don't have time for it. What's your best way to smash that excuse? Right. Or work with it, whatever yeah. you want to do. Yeah. And this is uh, this is an opportunity to go deeper with that person that I'd be speaking with if, let's say, you're a new client and um, they can't find the time for it, is to... Ask the why. Why do you want to be healthier? Why do you want to do things that promote a longer life and, and more, um, uh, whether it's mental freedom or clarity or all these things, to be able-bodied to play with your kids when you're 70 years old or whatever it may be, or, or grandkids. Right. And um, and so if I can get someone in touch with their why of, of why they're doing this stuff in the first place and to get um, – the bigger picture in mind. Um, and, and so we use that as, and I'll keep going back to this North star metaphor is um, then the importance really, it's almost like it kind of bumps up a little bit in the ranks of priority where it's like, okay, this is actually a big deal because, because, because at, at the surface level, let's say spin class, like 
surface level, like, oh, I don't want to go to spin class. Like, I don't have time for it. I'd rather go home and, and just call it a night. I'm very tired. Yep. But when you start incorporating that that why in there, and it's like it, that that this is actually part of a bigger picture of that I I need to, to do this because it's it's almost like a vow I made to myself because I want to be really healthy for yeah. to be around longer, you know? Um, but just to more of a simpler answer and not such a complex, I know I got off on a little tangent. No, there, that's but, good. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Start small to not have something be so overwhelming. I mean, this could be literally 10 minutes, you know, where you can find 10 minutes. Um, and, and, and I promote consistency. That yeah. If you can have more consistency, even if it's seven days a week, like that's in, in smaller workouts that are, let's say, not as quality as three great workouts, Yeah, I think is, is a much better uh, starting point. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And I, I told listeners this, but... Uh, this is probably not what I'd recommend for everyone, but I started kind of extreme. I uh, did the P90X workout when I was, I think I was like 21. It was tough because it was 90 minutes of just pretty intense workouts. The thing that really worked for me is I was able to do it at home and not have to worry about getting a gym pass, you know, whatever. Um, at the time, you know, worrying about what people thought of me and just the commute also was another hassle. Yeah. But once I finished that program, I, I got in the habit of just doing it every single day. Um, that eventually transformed to getting a gym pass, which I don't need, I don't know if I'd have it any other way. I just love going. Yeah. You just got to do it, don't yeah. you? And, and yeah, because there's a, there's a whole lazy component to it, too. It's like, you yep. know, I, it's part of my job to call people out on their laziness. It's like, I know I, I preach, uh, you know, compassion and self-love and all these things, but also it's like, just step it up. It's time yeah. to step it up. And like... You are being, you are creating your own misery. You're creating your own stagnancy. It's, it's time to just take action. And, and so just to, to, to share a bit more about, you know, your previous question, um, is, is enjoyment, finding things that are somewhat more enjoyable than other things. Because if you're really not looking forward to going to this CrossFit class that you signed up for and it's overwhelming and you feel intimidated, um, but you really like swimming at the pool and you, you're, you feel most like stress-free when you're doing that, but it's not as efficient to achieve the aesthetic changes in your body that you're craving. I would, I would encourage you to do more swimming because then that promotes consistency. And when we have consistency, then you start, it becomes habitual. And when things are habitual, when you, when you frame it in your mind, when it goes from obligational into more opportunistic where you look forward to it, right? You, you spoke to that, that you look yeah. forward to going to the gym now. Yes, exactly. That's where we want to get people to. That's my job is I want to, I want to get people to look forward to it. That yeah. is actually helping them in their lives. Yes. And ladies and gentlemen, isn't it great? And for some of you, it may be hard for you to picture this, but it is possible to really truly enjoy going to the gym. And maybe there's some times that are to be honest, I'll have it be the best part of my day, you know, uh, better than parts of my work, better than going to sleep. It yeah. is possible. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Shay, this one's a little bit tougher to answer, but how can I get started with an actual routine? Let's say I'm ready to get back into it. How would I even know where to start with that? Right, right. Yeah. I think um, first what comes to mind is just education. There needs to be some sort of education on, on how to get to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you have a significant let's say fat loss journey of 50 plus pounds, um, I would get, you know, a doctor on your side to, to be doing tests on, um, you know, just keeping tabs on certain levels of certain things and, and hormones and, and all that. Um, and then getting a, a trainer, uh, hiring a trainer, even if it's just a short-term relationship, even once a week, once every two weeks, just to have that person in your corner. 
Um, and it can just be a temporary relationship where you, you, you soak up everything like a sponge from them. And then you, you know, if you can't afford it, let's say, then you would do those things on your own. Um, I learned a lot through YouTube. YouTube helped me out so much. Yeah, YouTube's just, great. Yeah, I learned, <laughs> basically, I think I learned more about personal training on YouTube than I did through my actual certification process. And, yeah. Um, and, and Every single exercise that I don't know, I'm just be like, I'm sure YouTube has something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so we, I, I, I say that for, for safety reasons, because I see a lot of people doing things incorrect that could promote, you know, injury, um, but also efficiency too. You know, I... There's, there's efficient ways to work out and there's inefficient ways to work out. And I know earlier I talked about, you know, doing what feels right and, and all that. But if you're wanting to get serious about changing your body, um, you know, I, I just see silly things in the gym. And I hate to, you know, sound so judgmental, but that's part of my job is to kind of— It is your job. Yeah, yeah. call the, those things out and, and with uh, good intentions of like, you know, of, of getting people to do things in a way that will just help them more, you know. And, and so to get that education to— to help you. Um, right. And also, you know, like I said earlier, is getting in touch with the why that helps. And then also getting some sort of a plan in place. And because um, I think in the beginning, if, you, if you're going from being really stagnant into working out consistently, having a plan and, and being rigid is important to, to hold yourself accountable. Exactly. Um, yeah. And then also I want to, you know, lastly, uh, the power of a community too. Community helps so much, and I've seen that with my ATX Sprint Squad. Uh, it's a big sprinting group that I host every Saturday here in Zolker Park with over 100 people, and and so people are coming to that of like, holy crap, this is helping me so much because I hate to sprint or I hate to run, um, but I love being around so many other like-minded people. Yes, that's so. why I can't wait to check that out. Yeah. Honestly, same thing. And <laughs> it is like the, the thing about what I do is I love – um, what I do at Gold with the resistance training, but um, there isn't that community aspect, which I'm kind of missing right now. So it's not like I'll stop doing that, but I think I would love to meet other like-minded people, um, which I think is so great. Shay, what is the biggest mistake people make when they're trying to integrate fitness in their lives? And you can go two ways with that. And I noted this, it's people who are beginners and starting out versus people who may have been doing it for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm. Just jumping all in with something that's just too, too overwhelming. Where we want to create sustainable habits, yep. and and when you jump in too, too fast, let's say, okay, it's it's January first. I want to change my life. I want to do this. I want to lose the fifty pounds. I want to get the girl of my dreams. I'm gonna do keto. I'm going to Gold's Gym. I'm gonna sign up for five days a week. I'm gonna drop a thousand dollars a month. Yep. And I'm gonna go buy the clothes. And then they, they last for a couple months and then they just fall off because it's just too much too fast. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of validity to that, that drive and that inspiration um, and, and hats off to people that can keep that momentum going and they, they make that happen. They, they change. And that's, I can't dismiss that. That's, that's awesome. But that's a, a big thing that I see doing a, a routine that's too overwhelming. Yeah. You're talking to me here. I don't know if you, <laughs> you, did, you did your <laughs> yeah. research on Chris before this podcast, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm very, uh, I wouldn't say extreme is the word, but you know, I, I definitely do dive deep into mm-hmm. things. Um, I dive deep into a lot of things. And so what that creates is like a whole bunch of different things where I'm working, you know, pushing it to the limit. And for me, that causes burnout mm-hmm. and I'm more self-aware of it, you know, I'd say over the last five years, but, 
Um, I think my that's how my relationship with fitness probably has changed over the last few years is exactly what you're talking about is making it more sustainable. Yeah. Like if I'm in a period of my life where my business is going to be growing like three X or whatever, like maybe I don't have time to focus on putting on <laughs> five, 10 pounds of muscle right, mass, right, exactly. you know, we're cutting fat or whatever. And, and yeah. you, you mentioned, you know, there might be two parts to that, that question. So I, when you said that, I was thinking, well, well what's the other part that's not the beginner. So you know, I've been in the fitness industry for a few years now, and a lot of my f- friends are in the fitness industry, and, and I see them that they are have amazing bodies and they work out consistently, but there there seems to be this neglect towards their mental health, mm-hmm. where their emotional well being. Um, that something special happens when you combine inner work, therapeutic work, with physical work. Um, it becomes this like synergistic effect in my experience. For sure. And, and I just see, and honestly, I'll just say this outright. Some of the most unhealthy people I know are the people with the best bodies, you know, like, oh yeah, where there seems to be like this, they're there that they think that that's the answer to their problems. And that if I only get this body and, and go to the, the gym, you know, five, seven days a week and do all these runs and eat perfectly, then I will be perfect and I will be happy. And, and it's just, uh, you know, going back to that word delusional, it's, it's, it's kind of delusional. That's, that's part of my shift this past year, especially is, is putting more of a focus on the mental health side of things. And I'm the happiest I've ever been. So don't get me wrong about all that, but just continuing to peel back the layers of the onion of myself and getting to know myself on a deeper level getting to know my shadow side and my limiting beliefs and and how I can show up in relationships healthier, uh, be a better coworker, be a better personal trainer. And then, you know, when I combine it with the, the physical side of things, it just helps me move at such a faster rate for my goals. Yeah. So I don't know if you did this on purpose, but it's the perfect segue into my next question. Like, great answer, by the way, because I, th- I think that we need to address this because honestly it can become unhealthy where it's the only thing you're worried about is exactly going back to those results. So like hypertrophy or cutting fat, things like that. But perfect segue, like I said, fitness is just one part of the entire package. What other things would you recommend us career warriors add to our routines to enhance our lives that may go hand in hand? You know, I'm going to say the word meditation, but I almost want to set the word meditation aside for a second and, and call it just sitting with yourself. But there's a lot of power in just not doing anything. Um, You know, especially in our culture, there's so much of an emphasis on taking action and hustling. And if if only you can move at a faster rate, then you will be able to have more success and let your your goals and your business materialize. And um, But I noticed in my journey that when I started moving at a faster rate, I started to lose sight of where I was going and it, it started to feel um, compulsive. I use this word a lot because it's it's so pertinent. Um, and and so I had to to dial back uh, on the, the hustling, something that's just so pushed down my throat with social media. You see it everywhere. Yeah. There's not a lot of people talking about uh, the, the, the mindfulness side of things and slowing down. I mean, there seems to be a, a shift for sure in the conversation and in, in, in our, our society, but, right. um, so sitting with yourself and not doing anything, um, the, this practice of inaction, I'll call it, um, it does a few things. It's, it's allowed me to get more resilient, I feel. And what I mean by that is 
to not be afraid of the silence and to get to know that part of me that's squirmy, that wants to take more action, that feels like I need to be doing something so I can be better and get validated. And and so with the silence becomes this, it almost lays the foundation, so to speak, for it's an opportunity, an opportunity for me to get to know myself on a deeper level. Um, more of the the, Love it. Yeah. The, 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 the the humanistic side of Shay, like what, it, who is Shay and, and what is my purpose here? And, and, um, and, and yeah, I, I said earlier that shadow side, getting to know my shadow side. And when I can get more comfortable with silence and, and being alone and not taking action, then I think I'm more in touch with something much greater than myself. And, and then all of a sudden my perception of myself shifts and my perception of the world around me shifts. And 10 times out of 10 so far, it's been a positive experience to where the world seems less scary. Yeah. Um, I am more loving of myself. I have a clear idea of where I want to go. I could go on and go on. This is where I get really passionate about things. Yeah, no, that's great. It's um, one of the biggest challenges and something I've experienced is just this constant stimulation we have. I think the biggest perpetrator would be and I love it. I know you do. But social media is is a truly great thing and one of the best tools of our time. Uh, but I think it's also an example of how it's becoming tougher and tougher to sit in silence you know, with ourselves. So I just think it goes back to the idea of being mindful of how you're using it and taking time to have silence. And, you know, I've told listeners my routine, but every single morning I meditate, you know, with a cup of coffee and um, just gratitude, all that kind of stuff. And then I'll just sit in silence. And I mean, you are right. You really get more in touch with yourself and Mm -hmm. more in touch with, you know, how's my body feeling? How's my, how are my emotions and things like that? So, yeah. Thank you, man, for bringing that up. Of course. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Shay Boland, you've been an excellent guest so far. Any final words of advice for job seekers? Mm. The first thing that comes to mind is to not be afraid to dream big. Um, and to not play it safe and to not play small, uh, to get really clear on, you know, take the dollar signs out of the equation, take the safety out of the equation and the comfort and what's realistic out of the equation and focus on on how you want to feel and who you want to be um, and, and how you want to show up in, in um, relationships and with your family and with your kids if you have them or if you want them. Um, more of this is bigger why and, and where you want to go and and how you can have the life of your dreams. And, and so for me with the personal training thing is, is I, I didn't choose to be a personal trainer based on, it was part of a bigger picture of like, I wanted to help people. I wanted to be my own boss and I wanted to use my own creativity that those three things need to be met before I, I the, the dollars and, and the safety was, or the comfort of, of making this transition was secondary. And so get really clear on that. Then that that goes back to a practice of self-awareness and slowing down and getting really clear on what that looks like and and giving yourself permission to dream big and then reverse engineer from there and then start taking action. Start taking action. That was the best way to put a cap on this. I appreciate that. What's next for Shea Boland? How can people find out more about you? Yeah, of course. Uh, Well, long story short, I don't want to, you know, dive too deep into this because it could take another hour. But basically, I'm (laughs) transitioning out of fitness. I've... I've gotten to know uh, my clients on a deeper level, and I've, I've gotten to know myself, um, and there is a, a, a yearning to be there for people on a more emotional, spiritual level. And so I'm uh, making a slow transition into men's work and, and men's coaching, where I work uh, uh, on a deeper level more than just aesthetics with uh, my clients. 
Um, I'm creating a online course for people to who are sober curious uh, to tour sobriety with a personal coach um, in a small group where we would have a community vibe. And um, so imagine like dry January, except you have a community supporting you that are all doing the same thing and you have a personal coach. Uh, so doing that and then also um, just taking a few action steps towards hosting my first retreat in the next year. And I'm really excited about that, but it's too early to be talking about that. That's fantastic. And uh, what is your Instagram handle? Yeah, so my only social media presence right now is Instagram. It's my full name, Shea Bolan, and it's spelled S-H-E-A-B-O-L-A-N-D. Perfect. And what I'll do for your listeners, as you know, is I will drop the links in the description. So if you're driving, jogging, whatever it may be, make sure to park your car, be safe, and click on that link when you get the chance. Perfect. Well, Shea Boland, you've been an excellent guest here. Can't thank you enough for being on this podcast. I just think you really embody all of these things that career warriors are. So people who are pushing their comfort zones and people who just, to put it simply, just want to live their best life. Uh, Thank you for being on board. And listeners, you have some calls to action here if you are looking to be actionable. Dial down. um, I think Shay said something really cool, which is defining your why, I think, is huge. It was one of the best things that I did it for me. And I realized for me, it wasn't just about putting on muscle. It was I wanted to feel better and I wanted to just feel more confident and empowered. So write down that list when you get home and really think about that because it will take your fitness up to the next level if that's what you're trying to pursue. So ladies and gentlemen, this concludes the 70th episode of the Career Warrior Podcast. This has been such a great episode and I'll see you next week. And for more on your job search, make sure to check out letseatgrandma.com. That's where you can find our blog, where we post the podcast show notes and so many more articles that will help you in your job search. You can also check out our resume services if you are interested in getting your resume professionally reworked. And please make sure to show us some love by jumping onto iTunes and leaving us a rating. The support from my fellow warriors will show the world how great this podcast is and help other people in their job search. Pay it forward. Thanks, guys, for being true warriors, and thank you for tuning in. I'll see you next week.